Simplified Chaos, Episode 78. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and ruggedly handsome, hardworking husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Hope this week is treating you well. We've got a very special episode here for you today as we have another interview in the books. Jilly, who did you interview this week? This week, I was able to virtually sit down. I wish it was in person. Yeah. Um, with Laura Brunner. Uh, we connected on Instagram. She has her own podcast that um, I was a guest on, uh, Modern Mama's podcast, which is awesome. So go check her out. And uh, I wanted to keep it light. You know, I know it's like a heavy time, and there's a lot of people just diving into some work, whatever the work they're doing, um, on mindset or on just shifting priorities, whatever it is. Um, I wanted her to be a light at this time and just share how she's staying happy and joyful, but still doing it with meaning and purpose and intentionality. So Yeah. And for our first virtual interview, I think it sounds really great. So I'm excited for everybody to hear that. Uh, you know, I wish I had an opportunity to talk with Laura as well, but it the the scheduling didn't really match up. But we will make our way out there to interview her in person one day. So this is just kind of the uh, the prequel. Yeah. So we didn't want to give too much of her journey away because yes, we still plan on hopping on over there on the west coast to california to visit her one day when things change a little bit (laughs) traveling safetier or safe safely thank you there you go um but yeah i I hope you guys enjoy this this little uh nugget of joy all right so grab your popcorn or keep your eyes on the road and enjoy this interview with laura all right hello everybody and welcome laura thank you so much for being here on the podcast it is truly a pleasure i know like you and i man we've been We've been going back and forth for a long time now, and we had you on the podcast, and now to be here again on this side of it is such a treat, so thank you. So for all of our listeners, part of the reason why I reached out to Laura is that um, she is one of the guests that we were going to travel to interview and hear about her story and her family and meet them in person, but things happened. We shifted and pivoted, and we're here now, and I still wanted her to just share some of the joy and happy things that she's been doing because I know right now is pretty heavy um, with between COVID and then all of these new movements, you know, with Black Lives Matter. And there's just so much going on right now. And I think it's important that we process it, but I don't think we have to um, do it in a way that is that burdens us. I think we can still find joy and happiness through the processing of all of this that's happening. And I feel like, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I see all of the joy and amazing things you're doing with your family. And I'm talking way too much. So um, before <laughs> we it. dive in to just hear a little bit more about you, and this is going to be kind of like a teaser episode, friends, because we do want to hear all of Laura's story and just have that big open space for her to share anything and everything. Um, so this is going to be focused on just keeping it fun and like super intentional during this time. Um, but yeah, before we start, Laura, we always do a gratitude segment. So if you could share one thing that you are grateful for today, um, what would that be? My, my daughter, 
I, I just recorded an episode of the Modern Mamas podcast and just started like sobbing. She turns three in three days. Um, and this week has been filled with a lot of feelings around that. Um, just the joy that it is to be her mom. And, you know, the, the feelings of with everything that's going on and really wanting to do, and I'm, I know we'll dive more into this, but I'm feeling gratitude to be her mom for so many reasons. First off, she's just an incredible human. And second off, she really helps me seek a growth mindset every single day because I know that she is my greatest opportunity and, and most important responsibility. And that by raising her, I can be an advocate. You know what I mean? Like I can, there's so much wrapped up in that. And just to watch her now transforming into this kid um, who I just adore. Yesterday we went and saw a dear friend of ours who just had a baby. And so Evie and my husband Rusty came and after we, and Evie had like a moment where she got a little bit upset and, you know, I sat and talked her through it and I'm going to cry. My friend sent me a text after and was just like, I just, I am, you know, kind of in awe of you and your relationship with her and the way that you speak to her and the way that she communicates with you. And I just like started crying pretty hard because I'm just realizing how much of a gift it is. And by no means am I perfect, but I'm grateful for her and helping me to lean into my imperfections and to better myself always and to show up for her. And therefore also really for myself, because I know that I can't be fully there for her if I don't also um, take care of myself and love this body and this heart and this mind as well. So Evie Wilder. Oh my gosh. That was lovely. <laughs> um, Lucille just turned two. Um, so I can relate to just seeing them grow and develop into themselves. And it is cool. It's hard to see yourself outside of yourself. I mean, obviously, um, but when I, I understand, I can resonate when a third party, like just gives you a compliment or just tells you an observation in like the nicest way possible, like your relationship or how you speak to them is amazing. And to me, that's like the biggest compliment in the world. It means I'm, I'm on my way to becoming a better human than before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something about compliment about when, how you're momming. And I know momming is different for everyone, but it's just, it goes right to my heartstrings. Like nothing else matters when I hear those things about the way I, I do with Lucille and with my husband, just seeing him step into that dad role is just, oh I mean, I'm falling in love with him all over again. <laughs> right. And we're coming up on father's day too. And so I've been like processing a lot there, um, around, you know, what a gift it is to have him as my partner, but then also as Evie's dad, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, well, my gratitude segment's going to be really obvious. I'm just grateful that you are taking the time out of your day to be here. I mean, I know you could be with family or, you know, doing work things that you're passionate about, but the fact that you said yes and agreed to reschedule and schedule it and just make this happen, I am truly, truly um, honored to have you here and just to have you spread joy and light um, in your perspective of, you know, processing all of this amazing things happening in life. So just thank you for your time and energy for being here. Of course. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. So um, in a nutshell, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your family, the work you love doing, just to give our listeners just a little sneak peek into who you are and of course. Of course, like you, like you mentioned, saving plenty for when we get to sit down in person. We, before we got online, we were talking about sitting and having a glass of wine and barbecuing on our deck. Um, so I'm like, I, I'm counting down till that happens. But in the meantime, um, I'm Laura and I am my business website, et cetera, um, is Radical Roots. And I focus primarily on, it's, it's been interesting to see the, the trajectory and how that, that whole um, passion project has shifted and morphed over the years. Early on, it was called Lift, Laugh, Eat, Repeat. 
Um, and it makes me chuckle every time I say it, but I was super, <laughs> super, super, super like immersed in CrossFit and paleo. And I was very dogmatic and I don't regret that season of my life because I learned a lot, but, um, you know, I, I it's so funny to go back and read some of my recipes and whatnot from way back then. And man, I wish I could just like shake, give myself a gentle shake, <laughs> but I had to go through that season. Right. So when I first started the podcast, I, or not the podcast, excuse me, my, my website, I was like eating super dogmatic, like paleo zone overtraining and had no cycle, no period, um, was in about to come into a season of life where I would be in chronic pain. And I've learned a lot since then in terms of like why it was a combination of overtraining, but also just chronic stress and super a type and really just holding on to internalizing so much like trauma, trauma with a little T, everyone has some semblance of it, I, I believe. Um, and so just kind of internalizing that and, uh, you know, disordered eating past and kind of being at odds with my body and my mind. Um, I don't regret any of that because of where I am now. So anyways, long story short, <laughs> seasons passed, <laughs> tried to paleo extra hard to fix my period, et cetera, et cetera. And then ended up just like finding surrender and realizing how important it is to ask questions and to connect more to my roots, both like my emotional well-being and emotional roots, also the roots that my family is creating, and then also um, the roots of the, of the earth and growing food and really not just thinking about food in terms of macro or even micronutrients, but where it comes from, how taking care of what we eat nourishes our body, but also the planet. Um, now diving more into this, the social justice of it, um, like food justice and, um, and how that relates to the systemic racism in this country. And so all that said, it's transitioned into radical roots. And so the radical coming from needing, ensuring that I'm always asking questions, whether I seem radical or not, um, not, you know, seeing that as a good thing, like even if it goes so far as being called a conspiracy theorist, like being a little bit radical every single day is so important. Asking questions every single day is so important. Um, going a little bit against the grain is important and kind of always coming back to that. And then the roots is like I mentioned, just getting in touch and in tune. And so now my work has gone from like very dogmatic fitness and nutrition to um, focusing significantly more on mindset and perspective and um, deep diving into our whys. So why do I, am I, do I want to eat this certain way? Why are my goals this way? Why am I showing up every day? Uh, why am I working out? Um, and then it, I really, obviously, as I've transitioned into motherhood, poured a lot more into that space too. So focusing a lot on um, supporting moms and supporting women um, to kind of find overall health through taking care of ourselves, like through finding self-love. Um, I'm also a beauty counter consultant. So I share a lot of that work there. Um, I am a co-host for the Modern Mamas podcast, which is probably the most important work aside from raising my daughter that I could do because Jess and I truly just act as guides. So we aren't, we don't show up there as experts, but we show up there as guides. And I found that's such a calling for me because I'm able to bring voices um, of all different, you know, perspectives, beliefs, races, genders, um, sexual orientation, and hopefully diversifying that even more, but bringing these voices to this space. So it's not, we are modern mamas, but the, not every listener is a mom. We just really hope to reach primarily women or those who identify as female um, in finding ways to care for themselves. And if, you know, there are episodes that really focus on parenting and the beautiful, one of the many beautiful things about that is that we just hit our three-year mark on June 13th, which means that, man, our first episode aired when I was exactly one week from having my kid. <laughs> and oh so the podcast has totally 
like transformed and um, created the trajectory in many ways to, through my motherhood transition. And I got to be this guide, but then also a guide for myself, you know, in ways to like bring in all these voices and these experts and these different opinions. But then like having with the therapy work I had done leading up to that, really having this like mindset around, yes, I'm going to soak this all in. And then I'm going to utilize what calls to me, what appeals to me, what works for my kid and my husband and, and our family unit and what feels good in my gut. And so it's just been very empowering. Um, and now I am here living in Boulder Creek, which is the, up in the Santa Cruz mountains after a journey there, my family, um, we lived in a van, a converted van for a year and a half and traveled the entire country all the way out to, we took that thing into Manhattan, <laughs> uh, went up into Vermont, Portland, Maine, um, New Jersey, all over the East coast. Um, and then back, you know, we came out the Southern route and then came back a little bit further North, um, through Colorado. And we just got to see so many national parks and meet so many wonderful people that the social media world and my beauty counter business have brought into our lives and just connect. And like you mentioned before we got online about the importance and the, like the magnitude of touching people and seeing, and <laughs> I'm a, I'm a toucher, I'm a hugger and then cooking <laughs> together and laughing and telling stories and seeing our, our daughters, you know, connect and play. And so that was really powerful. And then we were kind of in a rush to find a new place because my husband got work with Blue Jay Health and Wellness, which is a corporate fitness company in the Bay Area. And we have two pit bulls and a toddler and a budget. <laughs> and so um, we found this little studio in Berkeley, California. And Berkeley is very cool, but we found out pretty quickly that city life is not for us. Um, mm. And so we needed to be in nature. And so then through COVID, a silver lining there was that we were able to break our lease and somehow... Um, by the grace of God or goddess or the universe where it was, we're able to find this um, really incredible rental in the mountains and we moved, everything happened very quickly and we've spent the majority of COVID experience. Um, and now, you know, everything that's going on, um, we spent that in this place where we have each other, we've got space, we're surrounded by trees, there's hiking trails. And so it was, I think a huge game changer for our mental health through all of this. Um, and I am currently recording podcast episodes, doing some one-on-one -on -one work, um, teaching flows for Blue Jay Health and Wellness, so virtual flows. We've got a program there and that's been huge, being able to connect with people every single day. And then, you know, mentoring women for my beauty counter business and supporting customers and diving more deeply in that route into the disparities, again, like the racial disparities in the safer skincare world and um and really diving into how my work with beauty counter can help to bridge that gap and and make safer skincare and healthcare products like skin and body care products available to everyone um and that i guess is in a nutshell i but probably most importantly who i am as mama to evie i mean i am myself holding on to identities is so important as individuals but um i get to be evie's mom and and russie's wife and um that is such a gift so I think that's it for now. <laughs> that was fantastic. And the words, and I know now, like, I mean, I kind of knew I was attracted to you, not in that way, but you know, um, just, I'm into it. You're, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're beautiful and gorgeous besides that. Um, no, the energy you put out, like every, the whole story that I'm hearing is just everything you're doing is for a reason you question, there's a sense of purpose. And that's kind of why Nick started, we started the podcast just because we started opening our, up our eyes and we didn't want to go through life, you know, mindlessly and unconscious. And, you know, we were kind of woke up in a sense. And it sounds like you are so in line with what you want that you and your whole family are on the same page with like pivoting to do what's right, even if it's 
you know, moving to a different place or changing a job or, and I just love the no fear attitude. And I love how on your podcast, because um, I haven't listened to it in a while, but I did cherry pick a lot of episodes. Um, I feel like now with quarantine life, I, I'm not making a lot of time for podcasts. There's no excuse that I don't have it. I just haven't squeezed in that energy and time for it at the moment. But you guys have no fear when it comes to like just speaking your feels, putting out that energy. And then that's what I'm drawn to, like the realness that you guys put out there. And I, I love it. I'm just drawn to it. I, I love how real you guys are. And Nick and I strive to do that as well in our podcast, just to talk about the highs, the lows, because it is far from perfection. So, so far. <laughs> totally. And it's amazing how those two things, like, or many things can, can exist at once. Like lows and highs sometimes are like so weirdly intertwined in the same yes. day and sometimes in the same moment. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting leaning into that. Yes. Um, definitely the lows come with so much growth and, um, so it probably would bring me to the first question I know right now is, um, there's a lot of growth happening. At least I know I'm trying to grow and I, I'm sure you are, I can see your feed and the things you post and the resources. So for our listeners out there, and we just had a conversation about, um, just understanding how to be anti-racist human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we don't not want to talk about. Like it's very important that we're learning it. So that way we're good role models for our daughter and just that we can be better humans, period. But, you know, what is one thing that you're currently doing? Um, it could be learning, it could be unlearning, which I'm realizing I'm doing a lot of unlearning right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, what is one thing that you're, you've been really focused on right now? And if you have like a resource or a guide that's helping you, I would love for you to share it. Okay. Well, I, Gosh, it's hard to, there's more, I'm kind of like three faceted right now. What I'm really leaning, or four, what I'm really leaning into is um, diversifying the outdoors, which is something that's so interesting. And that for me is a huge unlearning process and then relearning, right? Like the outdoors are for everyone, right? But, yeah. but the reality is right, systemic racism goes so deep also into the outdoors and that space. And if you look at most of the, like the magazines and the outdoor companies, it's primarily white people. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's been really interesting to dive into and dig into more. Um, and an account that I've been enjoying following and learning a lot from on Instagram is called melanin base camp. Um, and they are people of color in the outdoors. Um, and they're really trying to just help diversify the outdoors. And then that kind of also pours a little bit into just like the way that like environmentalism, um, we have to, if we are care about the environment, we have to care about and lean into and try to be advocates and um, for the, you know, anti-racism because it's all, everything is so interconnected. And um, that's been really a, a huge eye opener for me. And then just like thinking about our adventures and traveling and what joy that brought into my, into our life. Um, but how some of the things we did, you know, as example of white privilege, right? Like traveling in a van across the country, sometimes we slept at truck stops. Sometimes we just like park it in a, in a city like LA, um, you know, Portland, Maine, many times we just like found a neighborhood and parked for the night. And just realizing that how, because we're white, I never had to think about like the fears that would go, that would be wrapped up in parking and sleeping in my car overnight. Right. Getting, getting, having a cop come to the window. It was sure that would have been unnerving, but in no way as like scary or as unnerving or as real and raw as it would potentially be for a black family. Um, and so, having little epiphanies like that, where it's just like, wow, this is, this is systemic and it's, it's deep. And I am, you know, it's, it's just really interesting to think about. And then because I can't ever be short winded, <laughs> another really want, big one that I want to make sure that I touch on too, is just, um, and this kind of pours into, because I'm having a lot of these conversations with Evie. Um, and then just like 
it's so important as parents. And what I've had to really lean into too the past couple of weeks is how my role as a mother is in and of itself advocacy. Mm-hmm. If I choose to be intentional with the way that I do it. And so a resource that I just want to make sure that I share is the conscious kid. Um, and it's incredible. This, everything that's put out is so pertinent and approachable and just really clear ways that we as parents can help to have these conversations with our kids, find them books to read, um, you know, raise little social justice humans uh, that are going to be the future of this, of this world. And I just teaching them to use their voice, teaching them to be inclusive, teaching them about racism and how they can be the change through their actions and through a lifetime, not just a moment. So I, uh, those, those two right now, and I of course have so much more to share, but I feel like that's a good place to start. Um, depending on who you are, if you're listening, I think most of us love nature and most of us can agree that everyone should be welcome there, um, that it should be solace for all. And then, you know, I, I imagine you have a lot of moms and parents listening and tuning in. So if you can seek out the conscious kid, I highly recommend it. And then from there, you know, there's a lot of resources shared. So. And you know, it's kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of the resources for parents can be used for adults because I'm honestly learning how to have these conversations with adults. It's like how to bring it up. What's, what's the dialogue do I use? Am I allowed to use that word? You know, then it's like, what does that word even mean? So I feel like they're not just for parents. It's pretty much for anyone who may be ignorant to how Mm -hmm. to have these conversations period, because Nick and I, we did our episode last night that won't be aired until Thursday, but there were some things that I said, and I was like, I feel weird saying this, but I need to normalize this conversation and start now because I mean, now is better than ever, like not doing it at all. So I feel like those resources you mentioned, like I didn't even think about, you know, the outdoors at all. So that you really brought kind of shine the light on that, that I didn't even think of, but I completely agree when you talk about white privilege, that was what our episode was just about. Just talking about the little things that we do every day that we don't think twice about, whether it's mm-hmm. paying for something and not being questioned if, you know, if we can't afford it, like there's no question, you know, like, unfortunately it's just with the, the system, it's, there's so many things that I've taken for granted that I thought were just normal for everyone and they're not, <laughs> but yeah, um, the conscious kid, I actually follow them as well. So that's a great one. I will put all of those amazing resources in the show notes too. Oh, sweet. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't, I really wanted to make sure to to talk about it and have a conversation because it did happen. And I don't want just to like, Hey, we're just going to go along with the, how to have fun during COVID. It was like, I really value how you're growing and how anyone is choosing to grow. And I, especially the people that I truly admire and um, we're all about simplifying that chaos. And I know there's a lot of resources out there. So if you can kind of narrow down and you really did the digging and enjoy these resources, then I am definitely going to dive into them. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's a pleasure. Thank you for asking. Okay. So I did take some surveys um, just about like what people needed and it seemed like people needed just ways to bring more joy into their life and things about mindset. And I was like, Laura be the perfect person to talk to (laughs) about this because I feel like you're always doing the work and you're always sharing just everything. And I love that you share everything. You don't hide anything. So we're going to, I guess, before we do that, what's one thing like right now um, during this time that's just keeping you happy as hell in this season of life? And I know you, there's sure. probably plenty. <laughs> it's just getting outside. I mean, it is, that is truly my happy place and where we are now, like we can go out on our deck and we're just surrounded by oak trees and there's hiking trails like within a mile. So we make a point of, I have this like hashtag that I always use is just find us outside. So like <laughs> when in doubt, you can probably find us outside. And that has been, um, that's just, I, I mean, it, that's scientifically proven, right? We are happier when we spend time outside, like 
period, end of story. And so I, I just, uh, I think that that has been a game changer for us. I completely agree. It's like my second therapist besides my acupuncture. Totally. It's like, <laughs> just step outside. I don't feel better. Okay. So we're going to do this segment. I called it five favorite segment, trying to make things catchy. It's not really that creative, but anyway, um, I just wanted to hear like your current favorites. Um, I'm kind of being selfish. Some of these things that I wanted to know, but I know that, you know, all of the things I'm going to ask you, people are definitely doing these activities at home and it'd be cool just to hear, just to relate to like what, what you're doing in all these, um, area. So the first one is I'm a huge quote fanatic, like obsessed to me that changes my whole mindset. So is there a quote that's like really resonating with you right now? Uh, yes. There's one that I have been like sharing on social media multiple times. So Michelle from, um, from privilege to progress, she shared in her feed. Um, and I've seen it floating around a lot of places now, but normalize changing your opinion when presented with new information. And I feel like if we can all lean into that, to me, that kind of is like epitomizes uh, growth mindset. When mm-hmm. we're presented with something new, we get to, it's okay to change our minds. And I think that that would make a big difference in this country if everyone could just lean into that a little bit more um, and not like it, it takes away ego. It takes away pride. It opens our minds. It allows us to grow. So that's one that I just kind of just keep coming back to. That's a good one. I follow that account as well. And there's a lot of gold there that has been definitely opening my mind to just change perspectives and be okay and sit in that discomfort of just knowing that I've done a lot of wrong things and, but I was ignorant and there's no excuse for it. But um, yeah, I agree. That's, that's a beautiful quote. Um, All right. The next one is what is a favorite meal you and the family are currently digging? I, if you, one thing I didn't share yet is how obsessed I am with sourdough. So I am actually one, another thing I've <laughs> been doing so through uh, shelter in place and all of this has been um, leading workshops for sourdough sisterhood workshops, which have been amazing. Like every other week, there's like 10 to 20 women that come together and we go through the whole sourdough process virtually. And that's been a blast. Um, and then I also have written a, a sourdough ebook. That's basically all the things you can do, not all the things, multiple things that you can do with your sourdough discard. And if you know about sourdough, you know that, you know, every time you want to bake a loaf, you've got to get rid of some of the starter and then feed it and gets all bubbly and then you're ready to bake. So, um, what our favorite from that right now that we're having like multiple times a week, uh, are my sourdough tortillas and we're just doing tacos. And so I get a big old pork shoulder, um, from our local market. It's sustainably like grown and fed and all that, but it's still so much cheaper than most meats. Um, and I like slow cook that turn into like crispy kind of carnitas. And then we do, I pickle, I love pickling my own onions. So we do pink pickled onions and some sour cream and, um, some greens. We actually have our own little garden. So I, I, now it's prolific enough to be able to like add garnish our tacos with greens from our garden. Um, and it's on those tortillas. It's just, I mean, I could eat it every single night. So that is our, that's our go-to right now. We had it last night and my sister and her husband are here and um, so last night they came over, we did tacos, they slept over. And then my brother-in-law and my husband went surfing this morning and my sister's been helping with Evie. And so it's just like all the things that come from feeding, feeding my family and then feeding people we love. Um, it's just a pretty special, special thing. And if I'm able to make it from scratch or, you know, close to it, I, that makes it even more special. So. Oh my God, I'm drooling. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Every time you <laughs> post sourdough, anything, I'm just like one day I'm going to get there one day I'm going to get there. Um, those are sourdough goals for me. And I will probably be in one of those meetings or workshops so I can learn all the things because Yay. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is the 20th, Friday, the 26th. Oh, awesome. Uh, June, so. 
All right. Yeah, I need to hop on that. And because uh, we eat sourdough a lot too, and we buy it, and it's really delicious, but it's like, it would be Expensive. really cool if I could learn how to make this. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just very cathartic, the whole experience. It looks like it looks like a long process, but it seems like, you know, like anything that you nurture and you watch it grow slowly, it's like you appreciate it so much more. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, we eat sourdough bread very quickly in this house. And I'm wondering if that would change if like it would not get eaten as much because we're like, do you know how long it took to make this? No, but it's, so, I don't know. We eat way more now that I'm baking it. And I, I love it because I, I would bake a loaf every morning if I could. It's, and I'm busy, but there's something so simple about it. And the guy that I put out works the process into my life. So I'm not sitting there for hours. It's like, I get to go just like take a pause and go do the next step and then leave for a while and then come back. And the process is super forgiving as well. I've had some loads where I'm like, this is not going to be great. And it's still <laughs> out outstanding. Oh, that's wonderful to hear because there's no excuse. Like, I can't say Mm -hmm. I don't have time. It's like, I'm just not making the time. So I'm going to put it in my schedule and I will see you soon in there. (laughs) I can't wait. I'll send you the links after this. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Um, Next one is a favorite. I have a lot of slashes, but you can share all or just one. Favorite movie, show, song, or book. I wanted to like incorporate Um, all facets of how you may be entertained or engaging in content. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. So I'm reading um, a book called The Overstory by Richard Powers. And <laughs> I've been reading this like since September because, you know, life, but um, I'm almost through it now. And it is just beautiful. It's fiction and it's all like based on trees. So all of these different stories come together somehow interconnected by trees. Um, and it's, it's really, really, really powerful. So I highly recommend that. And then I'm also reading, um, me and white supremacy right now. And that book is very enlightening and powerful and approachable and um, uncomfortable, but only in the best ways, like the ways that can help us grow. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that one as well. It's, I mean, it's sold out hard copy. Last time I checked, I got it on Kindle um, and that's, it's cool. And there's also like journal prompts. So it's really, it's really powerful and that you're, I get, I'm I'm being educated and then I have tools to also process that information. Um, So highly recommend and then I'll probably go with a show. Um, <laughs> it's called Fleabag. And I believe it's on Hulu. No, Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Okay. And it is, I don't know. It's kind of dark, but so funny and so creative and so well-written. And I don't want to give too much of it away. There's only two seasons in Rust and I are a little heartbroken that there aren't more. And we'll probably end up rewatching it. The episodes are between 20 and 30 minutes. The writer and producer is also the main character. And she is phenomenal. Like, I just want to sit down and have coffee with her and talk for hours. Um, but it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's a, it's a UK based show. Um, okay. but I can't, I can't recommend it enough. And I wish that there were more seasons, but I could see how it also be exhausting the main character's role to like keep doing season after season, but it's cool. It, it allows for introspection. It allows for comedic relief. I mean, it's, it's well done. So yeah. I'll have to check that out. Oh, and then frozen too. I mean, I just, <laughs> I I think I love it more than Evie. (laughs) Oh, it's a good one. So Uh, yeah, I agree. Frozen two and Moana. I just watched Mm -hmm. for the first time and the music, I am like hooked on the music. Moana was Evie's jam on our trip and we had an iPad. And so like when we had extra long drive days, she get to watch a movie. And so I pretty much have that memorized line, line for line. Cause you know, when they go through the seasons and stages where they want to watch the same thing over and over again. Yes. Um, I was happy that it was Moana because it was Moana and trolls and uh, it's it's all good. (laughs) 
I just saw Trolls 2 for the first time. Our neighbor started doing these outdoor movies, which is fantastic. Oh, they fun. they got like a projector and a little screen and they invite us over there. And Lucille maybe watches like the first 10 minutes and then she falls asleep because it's so late. But Nick will take her into bed and I'm just like sitting there with my drink and just watching it, laughing my ass off <laughs> like with my <laughs> sister. The kids are dead, like super quiet in our neighborhood, but the adults are all laughing. I'm like, these videos are so made for adults. Like they're hysterical. That is awesome. Yeah. I think <laughs> they're smart by making it a, like making it appeal to the parents too. Yeah. We're going to watch it on repeat. <laughs> it's, it's genius. Um, all right. So thank you for sharing those. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to check out that show and I'm going to look into the books. I was, there are so many book recommendations out there. So thank you for kind of narrowing it down. I will, I don't have a Kindle, but yeah, I was trying to decide what to invest in because there's just so many to choose from. So yes. Um, great. Okay. So what has been your favorite drink? Well, I actually am also a consultant with Scout and Cellar, which is a, it's a clean crafted wine. So every single, every single bottle or can that they sell has been like vetted. Actually the owner has gone to the wineries and toured the wine, the vineyards and sat down for meals and drank the wine. And you can be sure that there's no, no added anything. And so I love wine. Um, and so they have some really fun ones. They also have like these spritzers in a can. And I think that's what I'm thinking the most right now. It's called Epic Pursuit. And it's actually um, created in a way that it's, through the process, uh, it's supporting the bees as well. So there's an extra sustainability bit, bit to it, but it's like clean crafted wine, sparkling water, and then like mint, ginger, and lemon. <laughs> They're so good. Um, mm. So I think right now that Epic Pursuit wine spritzer is my, is my jam. It goes real nicely with tacos. Man, you're really just making me hungry. <laughs> Tacos and drinks. Okay. Um, and what is one self-care activity that is you're just really enjoying these days? Um, my non-negotiable morning flow. So every morning when I wake up, um, it's like the first priority of the day is to put my mat down, get on the ground and um, flow. So it's, that's been very, very powerful for me. Um, it's taking time for myself, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes. And I move in whatever way my body is asking me to move, which means that I have to listen to my body to know how it wants to move. Mm. So it's like getting in tune with my body for the first time or first thing in the morning. Um, whereas, you know, in the past, maybe I didn't really tune into it until it came time to work out at the like end of the day or the afternoon. And so now just getting in tune early helps me understand where I'm holding on attention. I'm getting a better understanding of what that means. Like our body holds on to attention in different places for different reasons. And so um, I just, I love it. And every once in a while, Evie will wake up during it. I try to get up early enough, but she'll like kind of like stumble in all sleepy eyed and join me on the mat. And so that's uh, definitely something that I'm appreciating doing for self-care. And I had questions about that. I was like, it, is it similar to yoga? Like, do you have to be trained in it? Or is it just one of those things where you're literally just moving your body how you feel it needs to be moved at that time and place? Yeah. I mean, my background is in functional fitness, and then DNS, which is dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. I've done a number of courses through them. Um, and then I've taken a lot of yoga classes. I am not certified. So I kind of, I come to the table with my experience in each one of those and an understanding of my body. And then also just how bodies work through like what at this point I've been a trainer in some capacity since like 2012. So um, yeah, but it's not any one specific thing. I think kind of leaning again into this growth mindset situations, I think we can and also like, you know, the podcasts and the, the experts that come on, it's picking and choosing from experts from a variety of places and perspectives and then bringing into our world what resonates with us. And so that's kind of, that's how flow was born. <laughs> yeah. Cause I honestly didn't know it was a thing until you started doing I'm like flow. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing it's like yoga. I mean, I kind of call it flow when I do it just because it's literally 
I don't, it's not like I've learned yoga and I'm not trained to teach yoga, but part of me can't watch yoga on a screen because I feel like it ruins my flow. If that makes any sense to oh, constantly totally. looking up and trying to make sure like my form is right. So it's like, I've gotten into this hodgepodge thing where I don't even know if I'm doing it right. But when I see you do it, I'm like, that looks a little bit more legit than I'm doing it. You're probably a little bit more well-trained. Like my sister's a, um, a PTA. So she knows a lot about body mechanics and kind of helps me when I'm doing something wrong in form. But I just love the word flow. Like to me, it just sounds like just do what you feel and be smart about it. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I dig the name a lot. Thank you. I, I, and I don't own that. I mean, I don't, I didn't pull that from anyone else. I just kind of started to use that word because that's how it felt to me. But I'm a big believer. My friend, Lindsay Muma shared this with me and I, I'm a big believer in this, like no one owns anything, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. like intellectual or creative, creative, like, but, but information and thoughts and whatnot, it moves through us. And so that's kind of helped me like let go of needing to have ownership of anything that I'm putting into the world. It's like, I get to be this kind of vessel for information and create creative, creative thought and perspective to come through. But everything I put into the world has come from somewhere, right? Like we all are. And that's another way to kind of, to get real woo woo. Like what, what evidence of us being all so interconnected, all of this like creative content and energy and everything is flowing through everybody and everything that we know came from somewhere. And so it's kind of like seeking out the things that are going to help us that we can take in and that can move through us that are going to better us um, versus, you know, taking in toxicity. Cause then that's, that becomes what we pass on. But if we can take in, flow and and positive energy, then that's what we get to get. That's what gets to kind of pass through us. So that got real, uh, real, real crazy real quick, but you know, I'm here for it. (laughs) No. And I've, I've also heard, you know, even if you are doing the same thing that someone else is doing, like, you know, if someone else was doing like quote unquote flow, like your voice and perspective is so different than somebody else's. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's great that you have that mindset of, you know, not worrying about where it comes from, or am I doing it the right way? Or am I doing it like they are? It's like just being you and your way. Like, that's the voice that people want to hear, because you're authentic about it. And people are drawn to that. So um, yeah. Yeah, totally that uh, that abundance mindset versus, you know, like, that's, uh, there's enough for ever, for everyone, if we just are intentional about it. Yes. And that's space for us all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're coming to the end. Um, on all of our um, episodes, we really like to do some kind of take action. We call it challenges because we just feel like when you hear the word challenge, it's just like more of a push and motivation to like just try one new thing if you aren't. So if you could give just like one simple action to others just to stay positive or just to be more intentional like during this time, um, I'm guessing what would that, that action or challenge be for those? As friends. Gosh, that's a hard one. I want to say flow. <laughs> then I also, I feel like I've talked about that. I think one thing that most are lacking in some capacity right now is connection. So mm. like one thing to go do today, whether you can do it in person and actually touch someone, or you can do it from a safe distance, if that, you know, if that feels better, or if you can do it even virtually, but like just reach out to someone you love who, you know, loves you and sees you and take a moment just to connect deeply today with someone face-to-face or at least eyes-to-eyes if you can do it, like if it's virtual on a screen. Um, but for months now, people have been so isolated. And I, I truly think that it's not being spoken up about, enough about how that's going to impact people's um, mood and emotion and mental health. And so 
if we can all just lean into each other a little bit more, I feel like we're in a season right now where there's a lot of, a lot of conflict and people can, not everyone, but there's some attacking and just people are so on edge. And so if we can just lean into people who know can hold space for us and then also show up and hold space for those people, um, having a moment every single day to connect with somebody you care about and where you know it's going to, you're going to, that person is going to build you up and lift you up. I think that's a pretty powerful, intentional task that we can all do every single day. I 100% agree. Um, we just got done hanging out with some close friends and it's been a while and we weren't, we're not really sure what friends were comfortable hanging out with us face to face. And we went to the park and we just, you know, we ordered some brick oven pizza and we brought some cocktails to go. And I had this revelation that it didn't even matter where we were at that point in time. It was just so good to hang out with them and just have conversations with them and to see our kids playing. It was just my cup was immediately filled after that. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. Like it, to me, it doesn't matter where we are. It's just the people that are around us and that connection piece that is so, so powerful. And I think you're right. It, I think there's a lot more people having issues with isolation than, you know, I'm sure it's probably scary to talk about that as well, but um, I think you're doing an amazing job just reaching out and doing like these workshops. I'm sure you are bringing some amazing connection, even if it's virtually to these people who are probably just, you know, they are striving for that or they're craving it so much. And um, you are doing so many amazing things for people like that too. And uh, it's just, you're phenomenal. You're phenomenal. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm definitely always going to be a work in progress, but I do. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had to kind of be guides for connection through this because that's, I definitely feel called to do that. So um, whether it's, you know, the podcast, we actually did a podcast virtual retreat, which was cool and fun and just what finding ways. Cause I really think that's what, the world is missing right now. One of many things, but I think that's a big one. Love it. I, I wish that we were right there talking to you and we could keep going, but yes. we are, we'll have time in person. I know this is just like a spoiler teaser um, <laughs> for what's to come, but I just want to thank you again so, so much, Laura, for, for being on here and just sharing your wisdom and like, I'm sure anyone who listens to this is going to have, like, that's going to be their positivity for the day. That's going to drive them to do something amazing today. So it's like these little, these little actions and the storytelling that you're doing and just the beautiful work that you're putting out there. Like, thank you so much. Like, you are so inspiring. And I appreciate your realness and authenticity through all of it. And I'm going to shut up now because I'm going to keep labbing about. <laughs> keep talking and talking. <laughs> I look forward I, to seeing you in person. I know. You too. So thank you so much for coming on here. And I hope you have. Uh, good rest of the day with your fam. Thank you. You too. I appreciate it. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for our interview with Laura. We hope that you really enjoyed it. And if you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing review or simply sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will talk to you again next week. See you next time.